everyone. Welcome to The Lifted Podcast. I'm your host, Talon Denham, and this is a place for us to talk about what we're doing every day to raise our vibration and understand ourselves more deeply as energetic beings and co-creators. All right, all right. Welcome to another episode. I'm so happy that you're here. So grateful for your presence. I keep restarting this recording because I'm like, where do we even begin? What's the appropriate place to start? And I think it's always appropriate to be honest and to simply acknowledge what is going on with the energy around us and uh, acknowledge the elephant in the room, which is this really monumental overturn of Roe v. Wade. And I think it's important that women share their stories um, as much as possible and be brave enough to speak about it. Um, Because I had an abortion a few years ago, and it was one of the most intense experiences in my life. And one of the biggest things that came out of that experience was realizing how common it was. I'm talking really common. Like I had people in my close friends and family come out of the woodwork to say, hey, I'm here for you. I've been through this. And I was shocked. I have chills saying this now because people that I thought I knew everything about, I was finding out that they had also gone through the same experience, but it had been such a taboo subject or just something that's deeply uncomfortable to talk about. So if I can help in any way to take off that, you know, veil and make it very apparent that this is something that like, I really think 50% of women will need to go through at some point or have already faced. I don't, I, I mean, the statistics are already staggering, but like going through it myself and just researching it, I was like, this is so much more common than people acknowledge. So I just want to share that and uh, let you know that I see you. I'm here for you. We're all here together as women and men. If you're listening too, we need you. We need your support. Um, and, And just to acknowledge how natural it is to go through this cycle of grief in many ways. We're grieving a lot of different aspects that are going on right now. And I heard someone say the other day, I think it was a TikTok that I was watching. It's like, you know, we always talk about being spiritual beings, having a human experience. And it's kind of a a catchphrase that we're using all the time in this community. But the reality is that we are human. We are living in quite a visceral experience right now. Um, And, you know, how can we get our energy a bit more grounded and to allow ourselves to really move through the density um, and be brave enough to actually face those feelings and then to take action and start to make change together as a collective? Um, Because it can be almost too easy to bypass and stay in the ether and not be in our bodies and in the experience of this collective energy. Another thing that I have been, you know, reading into and just understanding more is that we have our own subconscious, but we also have the collective subconscious and unconscious. So while we're all moving through unraveling different things on our own level from our own childhood experiences or traumas or whatever, uh, we're also moving through the collective subconscious, um, the, the shadow that moves through humanity as well. And so as we experience these purgings and these movements together, we, we really are in it together in that way. So it really can't be bypassed because that can get stuck as well. So, 
you know, it's just a, it's a call to action to open up your throat chakra, to open up your heart space, to express whatever you may be feeling and feel safe to do so. And uh, if I can be a resource for you, if there's something that you feel like you don't have anyone to talk to about, or you just need somebody like I'm here for you, please send me a message. Please send me a DM. I needed women in my life when I was going through that or when I was scared. It makes me emotional to even think about it because I didn't even expect to get emotional. It's just like, this is so intense, you know, and being a woman, we just go through so much like from birth control in general, from like having to be on birth control to like getting an IUD. I've gotten an IUD and it was so like honestly traumatic. Sorry guys, I'm like trying to collect myself, but I, th- I want you to know that it's like safe to express your emotions as well. And you know, it's, it's important to let it out. And yeah, I'm just going to take a deep breath. This is all out of love and just witnessing you all. And as I'm talking about this, I I actually haven't cried about it at all. I haven't really let it out of my system at all. It's kind of difficult to process, um, especially when it's apparent that like half of the United States actually is thinking in a very different way. So how can we also get objective and acknowledge how everybody's feeling as well? Like and come together a little bit more and seek to more deeply understand one another, even if we do ultimately disagree, like opening that idea as well. So just want you to know that it's safe for you to feel and move through whatever you're going through. And it's important to do so as well for your well-being and so that it's it's moving around and out of your system. So, okay. <laughs> My goodness. All right. Tears, laughter. What's going on? You guys, this is also the last uh, episode before I go away uh, to Maine for July. I'm really excited. So the other thing I wanted to talk to you about as well, maybe this is a good uh, through line here, is to really create space for rest and play and rejuvenation um, this summer, you know, have that be a pillar in your life. I've always kind of driven myself to like not take days off, to just go, go, go all the time. And, you know, in the last year, I've just been like, where can I create more space intentionally for play and fun and kind of design a life where it's more allowed? So that's why I do like seasons of the podcast. And, you know, so that there's built in times for that play and that fun and that release. I think we have something to learn from the Europeans. They take like months off at a time. I just love it. Um, So hopefully you guys are finding some fun activities for the summer as well. And just like allowing yourself to rest and release as much as possible, regulate that nervous system. You know what I mean? So in the meantime, you can go back and listen to all of these just amazing conversations uh, that have come from these beautiful guests that have been on. And I'm so happy to be closing out this current season with our beautiful guest today. (laughs) Kelsey, I'm sure is listening and like, oh my God, what is this intro? (laughs) But I'm going to do my best to ease us in, transition us in because Kelsey's awesome. It was like having a, you know, business coaching session, having her on. She's just so well read. She's so smart in her field and just in general, she's such a light. And I know you guys are going to get so much out of this conversation. So I'll give you a little information about her. So she's the founder of Magic Words Copywriting. She is an award-winning marketing expert who teaches entrepreneurs how to write words that sell without sounding salesy. 
Her courses and templates have been used to help thousands of entrepreneurs learn how to write their own high converting copy. But Kelsey's real mission is to help people find their true voice so that they feel deeply seen, heard, and empowered every time they need to talk about their business and also, of course, make more money in the process. So enjoy this episode. We go way beyond writing copy. We go into all of our favorite topics, spirituality, confidence, overcoming adversity in different ways. And uh, she's just brilliant. So enjoy this episode. As always, if you feel like a buddy might benefit from what you're hearing, please do send it along and hit us up on Instagram. Kelsey is at Kelsey.writes and I'm at Helen Denham underscore. Okay. Love you so much. Talk to you on the flip side. The first question I love to ask us is how do you like to start your day off? Do you have any rising routines or rituals that you go to? I love calling it a rising routine and ritual. That's such a good one. I'm going to take that, put it in the bank. I do. I, it's actually something. So I did a lot of self-work this year. And one of the things that I realized was I needed to keep my morning sacred. That's what I call it. Um, And what that means to me is no social media, no um, emails, technology in general. Um, I actually, if there's someone in the house with me, like if I'm staying at home or if my boyfriend is around, I let them know I keep my morning sacred and I need solitude in the morning. Um, And coming to that was actually a really interesting journey because I think when you get in this entrepreneur mindset, you think like, oh, productive morning, right? And some people are great that way, but not everyone is great that way. And for me, the best way to start my day is to really tune in and really use that quiet time to listen to my intuition and prepare for the day, whatever that day is going to bring me. Um, And as far as the actual ritual of it beyond simply solitude, I started, um, I've never been a journaler my whole life. I've always been like, how do people freaking like have these really intense experiences with journaling? Like I would buy, I would go to Barnes and Noble and buy like a beautiful gratitude journal right in it for five days. I have an entire shelf of gratitude journals (laughs) where the first five pages are full and then they're just empty. And then like six months later, I'm like, I'm going to get a new gratitude journal and start over. Right. That didn't work for me. But what does work for me now is I start the day with the 10 minute meditation um, on the Calm app. And I really like the Daily J with Jay Shetty. I think he's so smart. And I really love, um, it's called the Daily Trip. So, and that's with Jeff Warren, who's a meditation teacher and the author of Meditation for Fidgety Skeptics, which I really love. Mm -hmm. So I'll start with that. And then anything that comes up during those meditations, I just have a notebook nearby and I'll just kind of brain dump, jot stuff down without feeling like my journal has to be (laughs) like Emily Dickinson level. Like, you know, like it's not going to be a romance novel. It's just a brain dump. Um, taking that pressure off myself that it doesn't have to be like a narrative journal. Sometimes it's just like a sentence that comes to you, but that's what I'll do for about 20 minutes. I'll just listen to those meditations in solitude, brain dump. And then I feel so much uh, more grounded as I start my day. 
Oh, I love that so much. And I love that you take the pressure off of yourself with journaling. I just saw this post the other day that was like, create a piece of art and show nobody. Like it's just for you, you know? And I feel like so much of what we do is so heavily documented. So it's like, you got to share, it's got to be great. It's got to be kind of perfect. So I love that you were just like, okay, anything can happen in here. And it becomes more of just an observation of self and getting to know yourself in that solitude. And I want to touch on this point of solitude that you bring up too, because I'm just noticing, you know, with my clients and general and people, a lot of people are afraid of being alone. They don't like it. They don't find comfort in that. And do you feel like you are comfortable alone and you thrive in solitude when you get that space? I do. And I think that what's really interesting about that point, Helen, is a lot of people don't realize the reason behind why they feel uncomfortable being alone because it's different for everybody. Um, I, I think that a lot of exploration of the self and really understanding like when and how am I my most creative when and how am I my most intuitive? Um, I think that sometimes it takes an activity in solitude for people to kind of ease their way into that really intuitive space. So for example, I have a really good friend, very extroverted, gets her energy from other people. I am not like that. I'm an introvert. I recharge by myself, but she was feeling burnt out. And she was like, how do I reconcile feeling burnt out but knowing I'm an extrovert who gets my energy from other people. And so what she started to do was be alone in public spaces. And it was a really positive exercise for her. So she would take her work to a busy coffee shop and there was hustle and bustle and energy around her, but she was able to be by herself. Um, She also started doing solo walks in her neighborhood. Um, Dogs are great for that. Or just, you know, put on, put on this podcast, put on the lifted podcast or my podcast, find your magic, shameless plug and walk around your neighborhood. Um, that way, if you're someone who doesn't necessarily like being alone, like you think, oh, it's so depressing to sit in a quiet room by myself thinking like that sounds like heaven to me, but (laughs) I understand a lot of people don't think that way. Then I encourage you try it, try being alone in a public space. That is such a fantastic tip. And it, I think it also has a lot to do with confidence. When we're comfortable alone at a coffee shop or having lunch by ourselves, like that really gets you out of your comfort zone. So I think that's such a great way to find this happy medium between, you know, being utterly alone, quote unquote, and, you know, finding space in, in humanity in a, in a way that's very still. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah. So Kelsey, I would love to like rewind the tape and go back, you know, to kind of the beginning of your journey into becoming a copywriter, your kind of spiritual journey. Like what has the last, I guess, maybe five to 10 years looked like for you? Oh, I love this question. Okay. So I'll go back even a little bit further. So I, as a child was extremely shy. I had social anxiety disorder. Um, I blamed it on lactose intolerance for many years because at all of these kids' birthday parties, there was always pizza and ice cream. And I was like, oh, I have a tummy ache. Sorry, I'm lactose intolerant. I have to go home. Mm. But what was really happening was I was getting stomach aches because of anxiety. And I never, I mean, I was a kid. I didn't really have the language to voice. My tummy hurts because I don't like, there's just too much 
uh, input. I'm feeling flooded. I like going out or I like having play dates with my one friend versus being in like a big party where there's all this pressure. So my parents were really worried about me and they enrolled me, I guess they thought sink or swim, <laughs> and they enrolled me in a community theater production of The Wizard of Oz, which was like the most terrifying thing for a child with social anxiety to be in a group of people and then perform, right? But what ended up happening was when someone handed me a script or a song that I could learn and then perform it was like a light turned on inside me. And I was like, oh, here's a safe way for me to communicate feelings and also to understand feelings, right? When you're an actor, when you're a performer, as you know, a huge element of that is when you're, when you're being educated about that field, there are people literally teaching you what emotions feel like. It's basically like having therapy, group therapy for your whole life. And I was like, oh, this is how I tap into my sadness. This is how I safely tap into like an anxious character. Here's how I safely um, do comedy and like relate to people. And God, making people laugh feels great. And so I became a professional actor. I spent, I graduated college on a theater scholarship. I performed with the Royal Shakespeare Company over in the UK. I did off-Broadway things in New York. I moved to Los Angeles and I did really prestigious film and television stuff. And it was enough for a long time. Um, and it was that on paper, quote unquote, successful actress, screenwriter trajectory. But in... 2017, when Me Too exploded, that was a huge turning point for me in my life because I was hearing all of these stories. I had my own stories privately, but women didn't talk about it in the industry because if you called attention to feeling taken advantage of, whether it was sexually or not, um, calling attention to feeling taken advantage of as an actress was a huge no-no. Like you were a good girl you shut up and were grateful, right? Like any work you got, you just, you were grateful and that was it. And you bent over backwards to make other people's dreams happen. And so when all of these women came out and they started telling their stories of feeling taken advantage of, that little fire started burning in my belly, that same one from when I was a kid where I felt anxiety and I was walking into auditions with stomach aches and going, something isn't right. And it took me about a year, a year of really doing hard work and asking tough questions. What is it about acting that made me happy for so long? And why is it not making me happy anymore? And a lot of TED Talks ensued and a lot of, <laughs> a lot of reading books. And um, what I, the conclusion that I came to was, oh, I love the empowerment of someone telling their story. And as an actor for a long time, it was, oh, I get to tell other people's stories. But it wasn't, it was different in that, like, it wasn't the truth anymore. And so I had a friend who was a copywriter for a huge, huge, very famous businesswoman. And her name's Marie Forleo, if anyone's ever heard of her. And she was telling me, yeah, I write copy for this woman. And 
I hear stories of women starting their own businesses and feeling empowered and like having power in their marriages for the first time. And, and it was just like, oh my God, learning these copywriting tricks, it's kind of like taking everything I learned from the entertainment industry of storytelling, but helping people tell the truth and helping people feel deeply seen and heard in the echo chamber of the internet. And then the extra layer of awesomeness was they were able to then make money from being themselves because of how I was able to help them find their voice. So it's a long-winded way of saying how I found my way to copywriting. I started my company, Magic Words Copywriting, um, at the beginning of 2018. And since then, it's grown to six figures. I have 9,000 students in my um, copywriting course called Copy Class, which teaches entrepreneurs how to write words that sell without sounding salesy and without feeling gross. And so now I'm primarily an educator and I fucking love it. Wow. Oh my God. I'm so inspired by this. There are so many <laughs> moments here that like are so beautiful. First of all, you know, May 2 that you mentioned and feeling like you were just lucky to be in the room. Like all women were feeling in this industry, like you're just lucky to be in the room, just like shut up and be grateful kind of. Yeah. And it's like a beautiful shift to witness into worthiness. Like, no, I'm not just lucky to be, I'm worthy of being here. And then these are my standards for being here. So how do we want to be, you know, acknowledged and treated? Absolutely. And also like, hi, here are my gifts. Would you like to use them? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Would you like to capitalize on this thing that I'm really good at? Like, yeah. no. Okay. Your loss. Bye. Exactly. <laughs> but that takes so much work to get to that place. Mm -hmm. And I almost feel like, well, what I pick up from you as well is that learning to act is like a soul retrieval in so many ways. Like you have to be able to shed all these layers of identity to step into a new role. And I remember taking a couple acting classes in college and just being like, why is no one talking about this? We're, we are totally in therapy. This is wild. We're healing childhood trauma with every like rehearsal exchange and taking on different roles. It was amazing. I always so like I have so much respect for actors and just like what they go through to prepare for a role. And then finally, just like, it's so cool to see this linear movement between feeling safe reading a script from when you were a child and feeling safe in words and structure to then you becoming a copywriter and recognizing that that's so tied to like mental well-being and just it, it communicates with us in a in a way that I think we gloss over when we're reading something we d we're mm. like okay this is intentionally written and when you peel back the layer of like what goes into the writing it, it's so uh, powerful so totally. what makes a good copywriter or like what are your kind of tricks for producing beautiful writing basically oh I love this so much this is where I get to let my nerdy freak flag fly <laughs> okay so for anybody listening who doesn't know what copywriting is they're like I don't know is that the little C with a circle around it. It's not copywriting. So let's start with what is copy? Copy is anywhere that there are words that represent you, your brand, or your business. So that means the words on a website, uh, your bio, your social media captions, as well as your, you know, Instagram, whatever, the, the way you describe yourself, um, scripts for any videos you put together, a course, if you have a course or a digital product, anywhere there are words out in the world, whether they're spoken or written, that represent you, your brand, or your business, that's copy. 
copywriting is a specific way of writing copy that encourages your desired reader to take a desired action. So what does that mean? You have an ideal client, right? There you are, let's say you're a service provider. Let's say you're a coach, you're a life coach. And we're just making this up as we go along. And your business is you're a life coach and you specialize in helping women identify their career paths. Again, making this up as we go along. So your ideal customer is a woman who is having a career crisis, who knows that it should be better than this, right? So you want to capture her attention immediately whenever she comes across your brand or your business. And the way you do that is through copy. And there are psychological magic tricks that once you learn them, you can't unsee them. And a lot of those have to do with speaking directly to that ideal customer's pain point, giving her a clear action, a clear call to action. Here's exactly what you do, person who landed on my website. Here is the exact freebie you've been looking for that speaks to your exact pain points. Here's this email nurture sequence after you have downloaded that freebie that speaks exactly to what you've been searching for. And I'm going to help you find the career and the job of your dreams. I'm the person who's going to get you where you want to go. That's what great copywriting does. It connects both with who you are as a business person authentically and the gift that you give to the world. And it connects with your ideal reader so that you put those things together and it encourages your ideal customer to take a desired action so that they are so excited to work with you, to support you, to give you their money. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Well, you're so much more just hearing you speak about this than a copyright. You're like a business coach. This is like help, helping people in so many ways, like identify their soulmate client, which is something I've been kind of unraveling in my business for the past couple months is like, who exactly am I speaking to? And once I got clearer on that, everything started to change. But if someone, you know, is feeling foggy about like who they're speaking to, like, what is their pain point? Like, where, where did you start with your process to kind of identify who your ideal clients were? I love this so much. So I actually have an entire module in copy class that is identifying your ideal customer and how to like easily start to figure out how to talk to them. So I'll give you a couple of those tips first. So identifying your ideal customer. There's all kinds of exercises that you can and probably should do when you're developing your personal brand in the first place. But I love giving people shortcuts. So here's a shortcut for anybody who's like, I just, I don't want to alienate anybody, right? Like niching down. I don't, that doesn't feel whatever niche down, just do it. And here's where you find your ideal customers. Go to your three closest competitors on social media. Look at who is commenting in the comment section on their posts. Look at their websites and read their testimonials. So for example, um, there's a copywriter that I follow. I really respect her. And when I was first starting out, I was like, I'm not quite sure like exactly what kind of business person I should be targeting. 
All right, guys, popping in for a moment to let you know that I'm now offering completely free 30-minute power sessions with me. So this is for those of you who have been curious about working with me in my one-on-one -on -one mentorship series, but would just like some more clarity about what we'd be doing. We can get to know each other, clear up any questions for you, and it's really a potent activation in these 30 minutes. I take a threefold approach to working with you. First, we are addressing your pain point. We're really taking a look at what you're moving through emotionally. Number two, we're alchemizing it. So we are moving through that stickiness and that shadow with love and curiosity. And number three, we are moving toward alleviating that pain using some beautiful techniques. So if this is pinging your curiosity and calling you forward, I've left a link in the description below for you. And you can always visit HelenDenham.com to learn more about uh, my offerings. All right. So thanks so much for tuning in back to the episode. I went to her website and I read the testimonials of people who had taken her classes and testimonials of people who had worked with her as a copywriter. And I noticed that they all kind of were in a similar, um, they were all women and they were all in a similar age group and they all had similar pain points. They all were like, I went from making like less than a thousand dollars a month to 10 K months. And I was like, oh, so conversion rate is important to women in their late twenties to early thirties who are trying to leave their big jobs. So once I knew who that was, I really specifically, I was like, she probably doesn't have kids. Um, she might be in a relationship. Financial independence is really important to her. It's just like acting, right? You're building a character. Once I understood that, then I could speak directly to her. And here's another trick that you can use. And you're like, okay, great. So I've gone, I've read these um, I've read these testimonials. I know who I'm talking to now. What again, you have to do the work of developing your voice, your personal brand. Like the tone is going to be, is going to come from you, but the content of what you're saying, you can literally go to those reviews and copy and paste. You can be like, I'm literally going to take the words out of my ideal customer's mouth. So for me, the very first line on my website is, I teach entrepreneurs how to write words that sell without sounding salesy. That's like my big tagline. And I got that from a review on Amazon of a copywriting book. Like uh, my ideal customer left a comment on a review. Like, oh, I feel like I can finally write words, like write copy that sells my product without feeling like I'm gross and salesy. And I was like, I love that. That is exactly who I'm talking to. And I lifted it. I tweaked it to sound like me. And that is the whole tagline for my business. It's like the best trick ever. I am just mind blown. That is so <laughs> brilliant. And I've had, I've had a wonderful business coach for the last three months and I'm obsessed with her. I've learned so much, but that piece of information you just gave us was like super valuable, um, to go, deeper into those layers, you know, you know, not just kind of looking at your competitor's Instagram, you just gave us the nitty gritty. I'm going to write that down. That's fantastic. And I think it just, it helps too for you. I'm sure and all of us to get that clarity and be like, okay, now everything that you say, everything that you post is of service to a very specific purpose. And yeah. then it can always change, right? I feel like people get scared that they're like going to be stuck in this forever, but it can shift and evolve. How do you feel about that? It should shift and evolve. Mm -hmm. I shift and evolve constantly. Um, 
human beings are not stagnant. I will say you won't have to shift and evolve as often if you really do the work in the first place to understand a, a few, just like psychological magic tricks, like I call them, um, like trigger things that just make people perk up and pay attention. Um, but also if you really do develop that personal brand piece intentionally, rather than kind of what I see a lot of people do is they think, oh, I'm building a brand. And when they do that, they kind of think of the look and feel, right? And that's sort of what we've been taught. But a huge, huge part of your brand is your personality. And so if you don't know what your personality is in the first place, it can feel very confusing and you can feel very lost in business. And when you are unclear about who you are, I, you can bet your bottom dollar that people on the internet are not going to trust you with their investment, right? Mm. It comes, it always comes back down to confidence and knowing who you are. Wow. That's so true. That's why I always, you know, feel like, and know that investing in ourselves is the best investment that we could possibly make. Investing in our healing, unraveling ourselves so that we show up as that full, you know, knowing that we're whole in our, you know, in our right. persona and who we are so that we can really deliver from that place. Yeah. What has been something that you've worked through, I guess, maybe over the last few years that you've overcome, like any kind of block or mental block or self-limiting belief that you've moved through to get to where you are in business and in your personal life in general? Oh my God. So many constantly all the time. <laughs> um, but the first one that comes to mind is uh, boundary setting and learning how to say no to people who asked, Hey, can I pick your brain about something? Oh, and big one. <laughs> big one, especially when you're a service provider and you really start to be taken seriously as an expert in your field, all of a sudden people are going to come out of the woodwork in your life. Like aunt Susan, uh, who's selling essential oils might be like, can you help me with my, can I just pick your brain about this email newsletter? And then two hours later, you've written her an entire business plan for free. And you're like energetically drained, right? It happens constantly with it's service. It's literally <laughs> happening sweat. now. And I'm so glad I was like, <laughs> this is, I'm so grateful that you're bringing this up. Cause it's like a, it's also a good sign. I feel like it means that people respect your authority or as an expert yes. in the industry. So I'm like, it's flattering at first, but then it's like, how, like, how do you, how do you say no? How do you yes. say no? Yeah. Oh my God. I'm so glad you asked Helen. <laughs> Um, so I actually was quoted in business insider about this. I actually wrote a whole piece for business insider and there's a whole piece on my blog with literal scripts for mm -hmm. people because they helped me as an actor and they helped me as a business person scripts for saying no. When people ask if they can pick your brain immediate tip, I always tell people have an FAQ page that you can just send people to. Because a lot of times people will want to quote, pick your brain about the same things over and over. Um, and if you're like, oh, I actually have this frequently asked questions page, um, your, your question is answered right here. There you go, go with God, right? Yes. And then you can like cut it off there. And then um, what happens, another thing that you can do is if they persist, if, or if it's not on their frequently asked questions, you can actually set a boundary and say, I would love to talk about this. Um, uh, I can give you some brief insights over the phone. I have 20 minutes on this day. Does that work for you? And literally give a time frame, 
And then if they try, and this is only if it feels good to you, right? Like you don't have to do that, but if you feel like you want to be generous and you say, I, you know what, I could, I could totally talk to you about this. I have 15 minutes on this day. Does that work? If they try to get you to go past the 15 minutes, you can say, and again, this is all in that web, uh, in that blog post. If you want to go back and literally copy this for yourself, you can say, well, now we're getting in a little bit deeper. Um, I would love to share this with you. Um, and I don't have time right now because this 15 minutes is up, but if you want to actually book some time with me on my calendar, here's some, here's the place to book it. And here are my rates. And I would be happy to give you 20% off for friends and family. And I'm telling you, they never fucking book. Mm -hmm. Like those people who want you for free don't want to pay you like nine times out of 10, they don't want to pay once in a blue moon. Someone would be like, Oh my God, thank you. Great. I'm doing it now. But nine times out of 10, they don't actually value you enough to pay you. Mm, Big one. (laughs) And it's really hard to say no. Like I'm not, I'm not saying that that's easy, but I'm saying it's easier when you have, when you have a plan. When you have a plan. And I feel like that's such a relevant sentiment around like anxiety in general and doing new things. It's like when we have a plan, especially when we have it in writing, it just gets us into this feeling of like safety over fight or flight. And Mm -hmm. I guess it's a lot to do with releasing guilt and shame around like, you know, not being perfect for somebody or not being generous. Honestly, I think this, this goes into a lot of deeper layers of boundaries is like, it's not your responsibility to take care of somebody at some point and you can still love them. And you know, you are providing for them. You have that free call for them. You have that FAQ page. So you're being of service. So I think that's very expansive for people to hear and know that it's okay to say no. And it's, isn't it interesting how business just teaches us like life lessons over and over again. And so many ways. Oh man. I can't tell you how often I take this stuff to my therapist. I like, I feel, as you said, that selfishness, And I think this is such a female, um, energy thing, traditionally female energy where you feel like I have to nurture, I have to give, um, I'm a bad person if I'm not in service all the time. And also our entire lives, our entire lives, women are taught to be attractive, to make ourselves attractive so that other people choose us, whether it's a romantic partner, whether it's in business, our entire societal education is be perfect and be the best one so that you get chosen by the best people instead of the traditionally masculine way of looking at things, which is what do you want? Go after it, desire, pursue. So what would happen if we flipped that script and tapped into that energy of what do I want? What do I desire? What do I want to go after versus am I good enough to be chosen by this person? Mm -hmm. Totally different way of showing up in the world. Totally different. Oh yeah. And I think for a lot of women, probably in our age group too, I mean, there were just moments of like marry rich or like, you know, get into a relationship where you can be supported almost like offhand jokes in a way that was Mm -hmm. like, you know, that I've worked on growing out of being, you know, any kind of sense of financial independence on men or my dad or anything. It's just like, it's so, so much deeper than that. And feeling like I can be a powerful woman and step into that and like 
that is beautifully feminine in its own way for myself. And And guess what the irony, oh my God, totally. And the irony is, guess what's the most fucking attractive thing in the world when you're confidently going after your dreams and like supporting yourself. Mm -hmm. That's like the most attractive thing in the world. I interviewed this woman on my podcast a few weeks ago and she uh, was making, she was doing fine. She was making like 50 grand a year and she described it as princess in the tower syndrome, um, which I freaking loved, which was I live in this tower. Everything's provided for me. My husband has a job. I still make money. I still make 50 grand a year. Like I contribute, but she had this mindset shift where she was like, why am, why is that enough for me? And it wasn't even about the money. It was about the like self-worth and is this the thing, is this enough for me? Is this being kept in this tower enough for me? And her answer was no. She made a lot of mindset shifts and she is now an eight figure businesswoman at 67 years old. Mm. Like I, she might be 70. I don't remember. She's in her either late sixties or early seventies. And maybe 10 years ago, she retired her husband. And I like that story completely like blew my mind of admitting we have princess in the tower syndrome is first of all, like huge step. Um, and also that it's scary, right? Because, oh my God, now if I'm not in the tower, if I'm not being kept in the tower, then I have to build my own tower. Oh shit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Which is scary, you know? Yeah. And I think that for myself, something I'm currently unpacking is just because I'm going after things and building things myself doesn't mean that I'm not supported by the people around me and by the universe and by God. And I say, God, whatever God of your own understanding is, you can be building something that is in alignment with your gifts that makes you feel like you're contributing to the world and be supported by a community, by a partner, a family, whatever. Just because you're out there doing it for yourself doesn't mean you're alone. Mm. Yeah, I love that so much. It's also like an encouragement, it sounds like, to soften into our being in general. And like just because we're making money and we're going into business, it doesn't mean we have to harden and take on such a masculine energy. Anyways, you can be soft and gentle and free flowing and still be really prosperous. It's like this energy of of money. Oh, I oh. love the word prosperous. Uh-huh. Because I feel like abundant is used so much. Yeah. And you can be abundant in anything. It's like you can have an abundance of poverty or like, an Mm. you know, so I I love prosperous too. That was a good, that's a copywriting shift. That's a word nerd. (laughs) That is making this word nerd very happy. (laughs) Yeah. And I guess finally, I want to ask you, because I know you love reading and you're so, you know, educated on this stuff. What books have you been loving recently about anything? Oh my God. So many, Helen, so many Just imaginary glasses up bridge of nose. Um, right now I'm reading atomic habits by James clear, which, um, is one that's been on my list forever. And I feel like I wasn't ready to read it until now. Um, if you guys have never heard of it, atomic habits is a very well-known book about how making tiny changes 
tiny actions has like a compound interest for bigger success later in your life. And my favorite quote is, we don't rise to the level of our goals, we fall to the level of our systems. And that just like mind blowing for me because I can have the prettiest vision board in the world, but unless I have a system set up for success of actualizing that vision or something better, I'm never going to rise to the level of that goal. I think a lot of people do fits and spurts. I'm one of those people, um, historically like fits and I would have like a big burst of creative energy and I'd be like, I'm going to make this new course or I'm going to launch this new thing. And then I'd like do it for a month and I'd be like, now I'm burnt out. And now this like is, doesn't feel magical anymore. And it goes in the graveyard of my desktop. Right. And so what this book right now is teaching me is like the psychology of why that happens. And I'm only a few chapters in and I can already tell it's going to be, it's going to be a good one. Ooh, such a, it's an iconic book. I've heard so much about it. I haven't read it yet. I'm inspired Mm -hmm. to read it. Sounds like it's really good. Mm -hmm. What systems have you put in place in your life that really help you stay on it? Oh my God. I automate as much as possible. Um, and that's something that I did before reading this book, but now that I'm in the midst of it, the more that you can automate, um, and take the habit off of yourself but rather the habit is like running in the background automatically, the more, the more likely you are to be successful and the more space you have to be creative. Mm -hmm. So how do I do that? Um, number one way is I really dove in and, um, honed multiple sales funnel emails, like a welcome sequence, a sales sequence, and a like quick shot in the arm, uh, webinar sequence. And I spent a lot of time writing them and now they run in the background and I make passive income just from those emails and they run automatically when people sign up for my freebies and I don't have to think about it at all. It's already set up. It's already automated. Um, same deal with savings. I have an automatic, um, withdrawal into a high yield savings account that I don't think about and does it every month. That's something that's a habit that's automated. And then my morning routine, I've really, really kept that sacred, having that, uh, alone time in the morning, having that introspective moment. Um, it's my new cup of coffee. I can't start the day without it. And Mm -hmm. who knows what's next? Stay tuned for more habits. (laughs) (laughs) Those are fantastic. That's just like classic, you know, make money while you sleep movement there. Love it so much. Yeah. And it, and it really, shifts the perspective as well that we have to work hard to make money. Like Mm. my, my whole shift has been like money flows easily and effortlessly. Like that feels so much better. And it's so possible when we set up these automated systems. So I'm so inspired by that. I'm like in the middle of my workflow right now on Flowdesk, figuring out how to do the whole sequence. And it's so Mm. exciting to do it. It's like, it makes it feel very real. And I feel like your clients or people getting it, it just you know, it makes them more attracted. It's a little more magnetic in, in yeah. its essence to be like, this is a, this is a pro here. This business is running really beautifully. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. And again, it's all built on that foundational building block of you knowing exactly who you are. Right. Mm-hmm. And you knowing exactly the gift that you're giving to the world and your workflow is simply the medium through which you're delivering that gift. 
That's it. Love that. Like being of service. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, Kelsey, thank you for your just depth of wisdom that you shared with us today. I'm so grateful. Like you just gave us so many tangible action items, which I'm so appreciative of. And I know so many women listening are kind of in the same boat or like, you know, curious about the same thing. So this is just great conversation to have and to share. So thank Aww. you. And how can people work with you and find you? Love it. So I'm mostly on Instagram at Kelsey.writes. So W-R-I-T-E-S, like writes with a pen. That is where you can DM me. You can get um, actionable tips like the ones that we shared. I share a lot of mental health and entrepreneurship content. That's my sweet spot. You can also subscribe to my podcast, um, Find Your Magic. Helen is a guest on Find Your Magic. That episode's going to be coming out in a few weeks. I'm so excited Yay. to share our conversation. Um, and uh, that is, again, I call it the podcast where mental health and entrepreneurship meet. Cause I don't think, I think they're inextricable. And I think a lot of times, um, people lean really hard into one or the other when really we need both. So find your magic is my podcast. And then finally download some freebies from my website. I've got really, I love my freebies. <laughs> I like really believe in my freebies. Um, you can find them at kelseyformost.com slash freebies. My signature one is three copy secrets to triple your profits because nerdy fun fact, businesses that invest in copywriting see 300% more conversions than businesses that don't. So that's mm. triple the profits. That's a whole outfit instead of I'll just take the shoes. It's a three bedroom house instead of a studio apartment. Um, and then I also have how to build and grow an email list because if you're focused on sales, email needs to be where your attention is. Sales happen in the inbox, not on your website. So come hang out with me in all of the places. I love that. So fantastic. I'm going to go download your freebie. Yay. <laughs> I can't wait. Thank you again. <laughs> Thank you so much, Kelsey. It's such a pleasure to have you here. Of course. Thanks for having me, Helen. All right, my friends, thank you so much for being here and hanging out with us today. I hope you're feeling inspired and lifted and called to action in some area of your life. Of course, everything we chatted about is linked in the description below and hit us up on Instagram. Send us a message. Let us know how it's going for you. What's going on in your life? We'd love to connect. And I will say a very temporary farewell until the podcast returns on August 3rd with some more absolutely amazing conversations that I can't wait to share with you. I will be frolicking in Maine for my birthday month in the meantime. And please do come hang out on Instagram. I am just always there blowing up your phone. So I have really also appreciated the growth of this community, even over the last six months. I feel like I'm having much deeper conversations with a lot of you. My mentorship series has spurred a much deeper understanding of what you all are going through. And I'm constantly finding ways to be more deeply in service uh, for you. So I love you so much. I am going to go make a little dinner and watch some Harry Potter and snuggle in and live my dream. Okay. Talk to you guys in a few weeks. Love you so much. Bye for now.